0: The Super Speedway Podcast is a dream bigger media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway.
1: I-, I wanted to just tap them there and but I didn't want to I don't want to completely screw him. I at least wanted to give him a fair shot there and then. Down the back stretch, uh, you know, I kind of let off, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna just pass him on the outside and, uh, you know, kind of do this thing the right way. And, uh, you know, once I had that big run, he, uh, you know, just turned right. But, it was, you know, it's, I would do the same thing. It was a fun race, and congratulations to him and his team. They made a great call there at the end, but, uh, you know, it was, it was fun. I mean, we uh, had a fast FedEx, Fed, FedEx Express Camry today uh really happy about the, you know our performance and how we've been for the last few months and chris done a great job with this backup car this is nowhere near the car that that i wrecked on friday so uh i don't know
0: second sucks second sucks welcome to episode 118 of the super speedway podcast recorded tuesday july 23rd 2019 i'm your host Eric Young and I am joined as always by
1: my co-host James Cush. James,
0: how are you doing today?
1: Good, man. I'm excited. That was probably my favorite race of the season oh, coming off of that one. Wow, yeah. nice. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed that race. So I'm I'm giddy to get on the podcast this week. <laughs> great.
0: Nice. I yeah. I don't share your uh, your quite th- your enthusiasm. I do not It's not my favorite race. Uh but it was a great race, especially for you know, we've talked about we talked about a couple of races this season, and compared like Kentucky, we talked about that the Kentucky race was spectacular compared to what Kentucky normally is. This was a spectacular race compared to what Loudon generally is. Yeah. So I will agree with that. And Loudon, you know, Loudon has had good moments. It's usually not a great race, but there's good moments along the way, and we've seen stuff like this. I mean, we saw it last year with Harvick and Bush, and maybe the fact that they go there once a year. I mean, same thing with Chicagoland it gives that opportunity for that, for you to build to that moment, you know, yeah. the one chance for these guys to get this win on this track, but I don't know what it is, but the, you know, you take a, take a pretty good race and you had an excellent finish like that. And uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> so. Yeah. I was, I was pretty excited. I, uh, and I just saw Jeff Gluck had just tweeted a little bit ago that it was the most streamed race ever. Um, I guess ever. Nice. Is what he said. Um, and I was one of those streamers che- che- checking in cause I, I had to uh, do a couple of things. So I would, I had the phone on me and I was tapping in and in and out. And then I, I got locked in, uh, <laughs> in the, in the third stage there and, uh, was, was <laughs> just sitting in my chair. We were, uh, our house was battling the flu ah, this week. Fun. So yeah, I had nothing else to do, um, <laughs> by that time in the afternoon. So me and, uh, me and my daughter were just sitting there watching it while mom didn't did her thing. So <laughs> it was great. I, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. it. You know, the I don't know if it was the tire fall off with mixed with the 750. We're going to talk about all this stuff. But yeah. I just think the combination of everything turned it into a just turned into a great, great race. Well,
0: before we get into all that, let's mention the winner. Kevin Harvick gets his win. Finally, I think they said this point last season, he had six wins. He gets his first win uh, this weekend. Officially qualifies for the playoffs, although Harvick was in. I mean, he was no doubt he wasn't going to make it. Uh, out duels Denny Hamlin, we had uh, a driver chase down a leader again and make a move on him. That thing that is not possible to do, supposedly, according to the drivers. But it happened again this week. Of course, he didn't hold the spot. Harvick was able to to hold him off and get the win. Partially, I think, uh, by Hamlin's fault, because Hamlin... Uh, too nice? He
1: was, Hamlin too nice? He
0: was too nice. So here's the deal. I wanted to talk about this. So my question for you, James, is... Do you do you have more respect for Denny because he was nice about it and didn't try to blatantly take Harvick out? He tried to give him a chance. Or do you have less respect for him because he didn't take the shot and get the win?
1: I and felt this is like a trick he,
0: question based on my answer yeah. that's coming, but go ahead.
1: It is a trick question because you say you say you have respect for him for the way he raced, but then you're also contradicting yourself saying he didn't give it 100 percent. Right. You know, but I feel like he raced him clean. He didn't wreck him. And, you know, he gave it a pretty good he gave him two pretty good shots. Yeah. And especially coming off of turn four, um, I was surprised he didn't do the bump and run heading into turn three. I thought that way might have been the better move, but he tried to do the the, the uh, door slam on the outside of four, which, right. you know, could have worked. He, he definitely, you know, had the ground didn't slow him down quite a bit though. Well, Harvick um,
0: defended the bump and run and beca- by taking the he bottom, really, he defended yeah, it in turn three. He
1: and did really well with that.
0: Hamlin didn't want to have the lead going in because here's the other thing too. While Denny wanted to be fair and race for it, Harvick had none of that. Harvick was going to win this race whatever it took, he was going to take the steering wheel home. If he had to, he was, yeah, he's he, got nothing to lose. He would have wrecked Hamlin. And, and that's where I say this is a trick question because I, for the storyline to talk about it here today, I would have preferred Hamlin just went in there and pile drove him and they were fighting after the race all mad at each yeah. other. Yeah. But you know, we Denny also, him. we criticized Denny Denny had a history of that. Yeah. We've yeah. criticized Denny Hamlin for doing it last year or two years ago, whatever it was to chase Elliot. So, and I think that weighed on Hamlin's mind. Hamlin doesn't like being booed. He likes to be liked. So the fact that he, he got so much backlash from Martinsville, I don't think he would have had that same level of backlash if he did it to Harvick as he did chase Elliott. but there'd still be some backlash, but
1: seems like he, he races the, uh, he races the older guard much cleaner. Yeah, Like, you know, he, him and Tony Stewart respect thing, you know? Yeah. Well, Tony Stewart and and Denny Hamlin, Tony Stewart's last win at Sonoma. That was a very similar thing. Denny, um, you know, Denny drove him pretty clean. I mean, there was some bumping and banging, but he didn't, you know, by all means he could have wrecked him. Right. Um, and, and you know, Tony definitely door slammed him, you know, coming out of the final corner, but, um, yeah, Denny's Denny's got a history of racing clean and he's got a pretty well-known history of racing dirty too. Well, so it's here, kind of mixed.
0: Here's where the trick question, the, the, the trick question part of it comes into me. And in for me, because I, if, if Hamlin was going for his first win completely different circumstances, I think it's more fair game for him to go in there and pile drive Harvick. And that being said, Harvick also more understandable that he was going to race Hamlin harder because Hamlin's got two wins. Yeah, he, he doesn't need. I mean, the win, obviously, is points and and playoff points and whatever. So it's a, it's not like it's not a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal. So right. Hamlin didn't need the win, whereas Harvick more so didn't. Harvick has no playoff points right now, basically. Yeah. So so Harvick needs the wins. And I, I think that played into it as well. If 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 well, Hamlin was in a more desperate situation as he was at Martinsville yeah. with Chase Elliott, he would have driven in there a lot harder and it would have been a different deal.
1: Since we're playing the what if game, which I feel like we might need to get a we might need like a drop or a sounder. The what if. <laughs> my favorite game to play? Uh, what if this is a playoff race, you know? Yeah. And that that win means even more than it does even during the regular season. You're automatically going on to the next round.
0: Right. That's you true.
1: Any, yeah. you know, those guys probably race each other a little more differently. I mean, we've seen it that that Martinsville race with Chase Elliott. That was a playoff race.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah. it definitely changes things up. Um, Let's see here. Uh, you've got here in the notes. Hamlin and Kyle Bush lead 231 laps on the day Yeah, um, they were dominant. It was pretty much Bush's race. Yes. And then Bush had that slip up, which was the weirdest thing. It looked like he had a flat tire, but gets sideways, hits the wall and just never recovered from it. Um, Kyle was very, very critical. Again, I surprise big shocker here.
1: Am I a positive person?
0: (laughs) Kyle was (laughs) critical of the arrow package and complaining about the fact that he couldn't pass. So being that he did that, I, of course, like to not a big statistics person, but I'd like to pull some statistics and see if Kyle has something to complain about. (laughs) So I pulled up the statistics for this weekend's race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Kyle Busch was ranked third for quality passes on the day. Kyle Busch had 47 quality passes on the day. Now a driver who was super excited and absolutely thrilled with this race or with this package, because he was able to make passes throughout the race Ryan Newman re- able to recover from engine issues come back to battle for where the heck did he end up finishing
1: Ryan Newman Ryan ended up Newman in seventh, seventh place, place one spot ahead of Kyle Busch.
0: Ryan thought this package was great Ryan Newman finished second in quality passes with guess what 47 quality passes the same <laughs> as as Kyle Busch who couldn't pass now let's look at last year's New Hampshire Motor Speedway race Kyle Busch was eighth of quality passes with 40 in the old package. So guess what? Seven more quality passes with the current package. And just for the fun of it, I decided to go back and pull the Xfinity series uh, numbers from this weekend. And I'll be, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's a hundred less miles. So these numbers shouldn't be this high, but Harrison Burton was number one with 52 quality passes on the day. Um, I think, that kind of shows you, especially between last year and this year's New Hampshire races, you know, I get it. He's stuck back in the pack. He's having trouble getting through the field, but this isn't supposed to be easy. And I know he doesn't like the package, but tough. This Kyle is what Bush he got.
1: Is, Kyle Busch is the kid in the playground who faces a little adversity. Well, <laughs> every once in a while, he's so good at everything. Right. But when he faces adversity, <laughs> he gets really frustrated. And Kyle Busch used to he's just used to being up front so much. I wonder if when he gets marred in the back a little bit that he just freaks out because, yeah. you know, he never has to really pass anybody. He's always leading the dang race. I so. mean, a
0: horrible day for Kyle Busch. He only comes home. I mean, he yeah, I know. managed to ten. managed to get an eighth place limped finish on the day. Yeah. Let
1: led the most laps on the day and limped <laughs> at home in eighth place. Sorry, yeah. but I mean, I mean, literally limped at home. He had some damage from that wreck. But um, yeah, geez, I don't I don't know, man. He's. I he's just can't I, get on board what?
0: with the cow bush bitching about the package anymore. I just I, can't. Know.
1: I know. Well, first of all, he's I can't up, get on
0: board with anybody complaining about this package. He's, there he's is upset nothing about to complain the 550 about.
1: 550 horsepower he's upset about, <laughs> 750 horsepower. <laughs> I, and and he won the dang first stage. I don't know what else I don't know what else he wants other than the race. And Kyle's just going to be grumpy when he doesn't win the race. Right. That's just that's and he's going to be grumpy if he wins the dang race. Yeah. So what the heck are we supposed to do? <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's just typical Kyle. It's, it is what it is. That's what he is. Yeah. And I mean,
0: I, I don't want to just beat on Kyle. There's a lot of guys that don't like this package. There's a lot of drivers that don't like the package. And there's a lot of drivers who just aren't willing to talk about it.
1: Yeah. Like Brad Keselowski extremely been extremely quiet.
0: Oh yeah. Brad's intentionally quiet because he knows this is what he's got now. And his, his complaint in last year didn't work. He's running the package now and he's got to deal with it. And that's the thing. These guys have to deal with it. And I don't care what package they put these cars and these guys are that good. They are that close as far as skill level that they're going to put on a decent show regardless. And it's going to be a challenge.
1: Exactly. They're at the top of their game, man. There's only a few guys and, but you know, based on who they're racing for and, you know, maybe a little bit more talent than the other guys, but the, 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 uh, barrier for that is so thin, right? It's there. It's there's just not much room to forgive there for some of these guys. So I was listening to a little
0: bit of juniors podcast this morning. I I believe it's juniors podcast. And they said, you know, this shows you that no matter how easy these cars are to drive, the crew chiefs are going to make them hard to drive because that's what's fast and and Kyle Busch losing it. I mean, this is arguably, potentially the best driver we've ever seen in a cup car and he lost control. Jimmy Johnson. I mean, we've declared him greatest of all time on this podcast. Yeah, he lost control last week. Yeah, he wrecked himself yep. last week. That just goes to show you how hard these things are to drive. And yep. all these guys saying it was going to be easy, they're wrong. It's not. No, nope. so
1: no, it's not. And, you know, we have here in the notes. We might as well talk about it now because yeah, we're go already for head it. down the I was road. just going to go
0: there. So go for yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I don't know about you, man. I still. I don't know that 750 horsepower. I just felt like it was a better, I don't know. I just disagree. racing was better. Disagree. But I I think this race is
0: the only example we've seen of the 750 package being, but here's the
1: thing, here's the thing too. uh, And that it's, uh, again, we, I'll go to my example of the pieces of the pie. Um, we're not seeing 750 horsepower on the mile and a half. So again, we get that, we get that on a mile and a half and it's a stinker. Um, but I think more so the fact this week is the, the horsepower played a great role because the drivers were they were out driving the grip of the tires. They were using up the tires a little bit. Uh, and I feel like that off throttle time and having a little more of that power just made. I mean, look at how that battle with Hamlin and, and uh, Harvey played out. I just I don't know if you get that with less horsepower.
0: I, I don't disagree with you there. And I, I do think I'd be curious to see if we start looking at this 550 horsepower on the smaller tracks, I assume we will.
1: Um, it's going to come in. It's eventually coming.
0: Yeah, you would think so. Hopefully, see, I don't think I don't think the horsepower is what matters. It's the takeoff speed that we need It's the throttle response that we need. It's that spin when you hit the gas. And I think that can be resolved by by doing the the hybridization. Stuff well, yeah, they're, they're looking at about. the
1: electronic stuff. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean that's how Formula One does it with their turbo boost and all that stuff. I mean, that's that will that'll help. And I think that'll fix that issue. Um, I agree with you. I think especially on these small tracks, tracks like New Hampshire, you want to be able to to spin the tires coming off the turns. You want some wheel spin. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing I mean, you, there's wheel spin with the 550 horsepower, too. If you watch them on restarts at the mile and a half tracks, there's wheel spin. So you got you slow those guys down to the speeds that they're running in the corners at New Hampshire and Martinsville and yeah. have them take off out of the turn. They're still going to spin the wheels.
1: Yeah, and I I know that, I mean these cars are I mean five hundred fifty horsepower is no no joke. Right. I
0: mean, <laughs> that's we, <laughs> we talk about five fifty horsepower like these guys are running go karts.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> it, it's exactly. What is yeah. what is your
0: typical like Mustang that you go and buy like a h- high horsepower Mustang? They're not. Uh,
1: yeah. No, it's not. It's not five fifty. No, tell you that. exactly. No, you, but you can buy it. You can buy street cars that are, yeah. you know, that, but that's, well, I mean, you know, sprint cars, are, sprint cars
0: are 800 horsepower, you know, and on a well, smaller, I lighter know. chassis, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
1: know? no, it, it's, it's a difference, you know, but the, we're the 550 and the 750. And, and again, we're talking about track types. There's so many different variables that we're yeah. trying. We, we cannot, we cannot verbally comp, you know, communicate exactly if nascar wouldn't
0: into. have told anybody that they reduced the horsepower to 550 on some of the tracks nobody would know
1: yeah it it to me to me it's a. it's the the optics of momentum versus you know that off throttle time drivability wheel spin through the through the corner you know when yeah. you're when you're doing that when we're dealing with the 550 pa, horsepower on the mile and a half tracks that's a momentum that's drafting right. and momentum yeah and, and those guys are on the throttle yep um when we know when we're at new hampshire we're, we're seeing more of the i hate to say it drive. we're seeing more of the driver's talent the drivability of the drivers right I, that.
0: Would, I would argue that the high horsepower is better for the flatter tracks
1: and i agree but i agree with you there
0: once you look at like dover and bristol i don't think it's and and bristol was a good race but dover was terrible
1: yeah but dover's and, and been terrible me, before <laughs> don't get me wrong i don't want to see 750 back on the mile and a half this year, right. we're, we're going to run. Let, let's run this thing through. Let's see how it goes.
0: You're never going to see 750 back on the big tracks ever again.
1: Yeah, I don't think we are. No. I, and part of me, I you know, part of me is I, I have my concerns about that still. But yeah. you know, we're just not going to see it. It's not going to happen right now. And I don't know. I just I don't know what it is, man. And, and my brain is not <laughs> developed enough to comprehend it sometimes. But I know what my eyes tell me. I feel like that's that's where I'm coming from, and what the optics of that race showed were, I don't know. I just felt like that was just just a fantastic race, yeah. Um, you and, know, and that's go ahead. And I was just gonna say two, one more thing on that. And you know, I saw my. I was kind of following social media on Sunday as I was, uh, you know, struggling through the <laughs> uh, struggling through the, the effects of the flu. <laughs> Um, but man, there's a lot of fans that I'm following or, you know, we're in that circle and a lot of people are saying the same stuff and I felt the same way. And I just, that's, that's where I'm coming from, from the fans perspective of, I just liked what I saw. And maybe that's part, maybe part of me is thinking of the old days that I liked so much. I don't know, but that's, that's, that's probably the big reason for me.
0: So here's one thing to look at. First of all. We have spent a lot of time talking about the package the last three, four
1: weeks when we said we weren't talking about the package anymore, but that's OK. Um, well, we can't help it. At this right. Point. Exactly. It's a it's the topic of conversation every week. If if you
0: if you want to argue against what NASCAR is doing, which I'm not saying you're doing this specifically, but if you want to argue against what NASCAR is doing, let's take a look at the last month, month and a half of racing and how many great finishes we've had
1: we Fox has to be so uh,
0: discussed. Yeah. <laughs> NBC about,
1: always gets the good finish. Yeah.
0: Something about NBC, man. But just, I mean, just think about it though. We are getting finishes every week almost that we used to get once every couple of years. I mean, you think of the Ricky, Ricky Craven, uh, Kurt Busch deal at Darlington. You could say what happened at Chicagoland last year with, with Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch, of course it wasn't as close at the line no but it was a similar finish it was great. bumping and banging yeah, the last lap what happened yep. last weekend or two weekends ago Up. whatever at kentucky, kentucky. with yep. with kyle and kurt was close to that it's great yeah. what happened this weekend at new hampshire was close to that think of when when harvard when bush and, and craven happened when was the next one you don't remember because they just didn't happen yeah and so you know and and. A lot of that's luck. It's not all the package. A lot of it is how equal everything is and all that. There's a lot more that plays into it than the package. But from my perspective, the package is helping. Um, I've also it feels like the the fan base is starting to get it. They're starting to become more accepting. I feel like they're starting to slip into it kind of like they did with the with the chase back in the day and kind of going like, oh, maybe maybe if we just look at it and stop complaining about it and actually yeah. look for the positives in it. We can see it. Um, I feel like we're turning a corner with NASCAR right now. I hope it's true, um, but it feels like we're turning a little bit of a corner to where people are starting to get it. No, we're not filling seats, but yeah, you know,
1: no, I don't want to see uh and I'm with you, man. I don't, I don't want to see us changing any of the rules right now. Nope. It, it is what it is, but let's, let's, let's do let's this. Let's improve
0: thing. on what we have now well, next year
1: and beyond go ahead i'm sorry was steve o'donnell on sirius today do you know Was it steve o'donnell or was it steve phil uh, i
0: don't know i was i did not listen to sirius at all today
1: sorry one of the steves i saw the tweet and my apologies one of the steves i'll say it was o'donnell um one of those guys was on today and they said that they are actually talking to five manufacturers right now because of the 550 horsepower thing like that those discussions are ongoing and that is a good thing for yep. nascar and if that's the direction they have to go to get more manufacturers in um add more power to them because you know what more manufacturers means more competitive racing
0: can you and, imagine having eight manufacturers at nascar oh and they're I all mean, spending I, money i know they're you talking know? to five that doesn't mean five are going to join you're probably talking two or one yeah, out of that one five. Or, yeah
1: it could be one or two or you know maybe dodge comes back or you know whatever um, but um, yeah, instead of having diluted Chevy, Ford and Toyota teams because it's so it spread so thin, now you've got, you know, now you've got four really good Chevy teams maybe and you know, maybe Volkswagen and BMWs in there and you know, you got a few others, so yep. yeah. It'll be good to have the manufacturer backing because they've got they're the ones with the money now too. I'm still
0: waiting for salary cap stuff too because there was a lot of talk before this season that NASCAR was really starting to look at it. Um, I I have a feeling we're going to see something along that line in the next few years, too. I think the rosters was the start of that. So I would not be surprised to see that, see them continue to find ways to reduce the costs, bring some of these smaller teams up a little bit closer um, and, and see what happens. So, yep. Yep. absolutely um let's talk about a few other guys on the day uh i love your i love your your line here in the show notes bowman wrecks everything james that's he great he
1: did wreck everything he didn't
0: <laughs> though he only wrecked one car well yeah he had issues the 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 drive shaft blew out of the other yeah, one that I wasn't know. necessarily his fault he was i they were talking on junior's podcast that he was he was bumming man he was feeling they he was get he had the john
1: west Townley treatment this week yeah, and, that was one of those. It was just a <laughs> an outlier of a weekend for for Bowman. Right. My my cool. The thing I thought was really cool though, Eric, and you'll probably agree because it was kind of a throwback to the old days, that he went through so many cars <laughs> that he didn't he didn't even get to run his normal paint scheme. He had to run black the yeah. black on the Exalta because he was using Jimmy's car. And I thought, this is 2019, and we still do this. <laughs> right. This is great. Yeah. I was really happy about that. I'm like, okay, that's kind of a throwback to the '90s, right there. A little, guys
0: would a little would easier to that. decal them up with the wraps, but still, yeah, that's that's interesting. Especially the Exalta car. A lot of times they come to the track painted, so the the wraps. Yeah, I saw
1: and <laughs> I saw on Twitter that people were really like concerned about that. Like, would Exalta be okay with him from, running? From what, what I read,
0: Exalta only requires the car to be painted at a f- couple of the tracks. Yeah, so, so I'm sure they're yeah. Their names on the car. They don't care. They're fine. They got yeah. lots of publicity this week. It might not have been positive.
1: Yeah, they, it's, we saw the. Old, they saw three different Exalted cars on the track. Yeah.
0: So, so Bowman had a rough weekend. Um, still managed to where'd he end up? And it managed a 14th place finish in a, in Jimmy Johnson's backup car. That, you know, yeah, it beat
1: Jimmy Johnson. It's it,
0: it, hot weekend, so tough to to work on these things. Get it changed over. This happened, you know, late in
1: practice. So did or qualifying. It's was qualifying, wasn't it? He blew the um boy, I'm trying to get my timeline mixed up. No, he wrecked in practice, but qualifying is when he when he uh dropped the drive shaft. Was it yeah. the drive shaft that blew out? Yeah. yeah.
0: But anyway, they didn't have much time to turn this thing around and there were a lot of there were a lot of things oh, that didn't get timing, put on his car. Yeah. So a lot of Bowman stuff wasn't on this car. They had a seat insert, but a lot of other stuff they one of the things they mentioned on the broadcast was the, the throttle spring was tighter. Like Jimmy likes it instead of Bowman. So just little things you don't think about. You're driving somebody else's car. Yeah. Um, so good on him to get that. Here a driver I want to single out in, you know, we're talking about equalizing teams and things like that. Matt De Benedetto.
1: That was a heck of a day for him.
0: Fifth place finish for Matt De Benedetto. He has been what they say he's got top fives in like several of the last races.
1: He's getting he's starting to build momentum the, the momentum we thought he might have at the beginning of the season
0: and this they were talking on the tv broadcast about this that de benedetto does not that team does not they have the deal with joe gibbs they do not have the martin truex jr furniture row deal with gibbs they are yes. not getting the same stuff that truex got they're not basically driving a gibbs car this is still a levine family racing car with assistance from gibbs yes and they are making the best of what they have and to see them keep clicking on finishes like this de benedetto is going to be dangerous i mean there's there's potential for this team we, to please. to Become successful in the next couple of years.
1: I said he might win a race this year. Yeah. Or maybe I said he would win a race. That was maybe my big go. Uh, what yeah. did he do at the beginning of the season? I was the Matt Benedetto will make the playoffs and win a race. Yeah. That was your big uh,
0: wild card thing or whatever.
1: That was. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but since, since Sonoma. So at Sonoma, he finished fourth and then he had a bad day at Chicago, 27th. But then he's got an, an eighth, a 16th and a fifth. Yeah. And he had no top tens that's, coming into Sonoma. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's That's great for him. Um, he's getting Let's see. Who else do we want? I want to talk about, let's talk about Ricky Stenhouse jr. Um, terrible day for him. Rex car, uh, finishes 36 and just, he's in a must win spot. Now he pretty much was there already, Yep, but he's got to win to get into this thing now. And I, I think, I think the, uh, the playoff dreams of Ricky Stenhouse jr. This
1: season are over with, in my opinion. That that team is is not that bad. Like if they were to win Michigan or something, let's just say if if things fall their way, I wouldn't be yeah. super surprised. But still, no, it's no. a long. He's show. not they're doing not.
0: anything that leads me to believe at
1: this point that they're gonna they're gonna do is, anything. He is. Why just, is Ryan Newman so much better than him this I year? I don't know,
0: but Stenhouse has just dropped anchor and he's just backslid through the standings.
1: And he was really upset with Jones, and I, I mean, I I get it a little bit, but yeah, I don't know i don't know man he's he seems to find himself in situations more so than anybody else right um kyle larson yeah. crashed
0: twice <laughs> 33rd Jeez. um yeah. austin Dillon had a terrible day 32nd um jimmy johnson bad day 30th
1: low power steering for jimmy so he was he was battling and, and his teammate chase Elliott right yep. there in front of him 29th Yep.
0: um so, yeah, those guys struggled. We talked about some of the some of the guys up front. Ryan Blaney comes home with a fourth-place finish. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. and Clint Boyer get into it a little bit, and uh, Truex salvages a sixth-place finish. Um, you mentioned Newman, seventh place. He beat Kyle Busch this week. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. Joe Logano.
0: <laughs> yep, ninth-place finish for Joey.
1: Yep. You know, I was going to say something about Joey Logano. His car is always, like, showroom clean at the end of races. Do you ever yeah, notice that? That is like, true. Like, he never gets into trouble. He's no. He's never, never got tire well, Marks on that That's because
0: Ken, Ken's retired, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, let's look at We're going to, we added a feature this week. We'll probably continue it throughout the uh, rest of the regular season, talking about the bubble drivers. Uh, 13th place in points right now. Kyle Larson has 519. Eric Jones, 516. Ryan Newman, 509, and Clint Boyer sits on the bubble right now in 16th with 505. Jimmy Johnson just on the outside looking in at 17th, uh, 488. Daniel Suarez tied with him, 18th, 488. Paul Menard, 445, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., we mentioned him, dropped to 20th in the point standings, 428. Of course, any of those four can get in with a win. Um, I think Daniel Suarez probably has the best shot of those four at this point. Yeah. I think I, think yeah. I said last week that Paul Menard did, but... Yeah, we'll talk Paul about Paul Leonard's Menard tweet. in a minute.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I got something for Paul Menard. <laughs> we got suite.
0: we got some Paul Menard coming here.
1: Boy, Jim I'm gonna bury fast. that dude. Oh shit. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So anything else here, James? I know I just I told you that we were gonna just buzz through this championship. Oh, no, yeah, but...
1: we're. I just <laughs> for if, if we're leaving uh, the cup race behind, just great race, and man, I hope we see some more of that. Yeah. As, as season continues because that was that was fantastic
0: yeah i mean i don't have any issue going to new hampshire once a year if we're gonna see a race like that so
1: works for me Yep. absolutely
0: um hotter than crap out there too and everybody managed to get through so that's good yes yep um are we doing the do we care james we can make a joke out of it i guess if you wanted to i all right well you do the do we care because i didn't even know it was happening so
1: so the front row, it's a front front row motorsports pit crew swap of the 38 and the 36. So crew chiefs and everything, they're swapping. And that is it. Yep. So ask the question. <laughs> Do we care about the front row crew swap? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Sorry, guys. I know you guys won some races in the Cup Series, but yeah. I did. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. You got to be up front a little bit more for us to be too worried about the pit crew swaps. Yes. Uh, let's tone it down a little bit. A little bit of sad news this week. Nick Harrison uh, passes ah, away this yeah. week, 37 years old. He crew chiefed, uh, Justin Haley's number 11 colleague racing Chevrolet and Xfinity series on Saturday and passed away that evening. Um, he, it was of course the crew chief for that car. Six career wins in Xfinity. Um, he's got history. He was, uh, Kurt Busch's crew chief when Kurt was running for Phoenix racing in the 51 car. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of history for, uh, for Nick Harrison in the in the series, a lot of sad uh, posts on Twitter over the weekend and
1: uh, a lot of a lot of drivers reaching out because he <laughs> worked with everybody. Yeah, he was on the he was on Brad Kozlowski's uh, winning team for for James Finch back at Talladega the, in the oh <laughs> nine. He was a pit crew member. Wow. man, yeah, I know it's that's such a bummer.
0: Yeah, it's a bummer. I, anytime you lose somebody
1: and that, so that young, He was only 37. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I mean, golly, you don't expect it when they're that. You know, when somebody's that young. Know, I mean, gosh, he's you know, he's he's in our wheelhouse. Right. You know, age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he he was successful. He won five, uh, well, five Xfinity races, Xfinity Series races. Yeah, six on the
0: notes.
1: Uh, I did have six in the notes, but I was mistaken. It's oh, hot. so see that?
0: That's what happens when I read the prompter. Uh-huh.
1: I didn't read the prompter. You read the prompter. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> you wrote the prompter, man. I did write the
1: prompter. I did. No, but he, uh, he did get a win with Kurt Busch and that was the, the Kurt, the lost season of Kurt Busch when he was floating around. Yeah. Um, and then he's got a win with Paul Menard and then two with Austin Dillon. And then his last win was last year. He won, uh, he won with Austin Dillon. Hmm. Um, and then two of his wins came at our home track MIS with those yeah. guys. Hmm. Uh, but man, yeah, it's, it's some sad news. I know that, um, I know the NASCAR community's is hurting our, you know, I, I think I can speak for both of us, but we, you know, we, our hearts and prayers and everything go out to, to him and his family and colleague racing. And
0: yeah, definitely tough to get on the track and do your thing Sunday when something like that happens Saturday night. So, yep. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to some other news. I do this in air quotes because, uh, Hey, Paul and I got into it with somebody this week. <laughs> Uh, since you talked over it last time james let me hit this one more time
1: jimmy does that a lot of these tracks
0: mr paul menard on the uh on the soundboard um so menard harrison burton's trying to pass menard ran him a little hard i don't think he ran him real hard just ran him a little hard and menard figured i'm just gonna take him out and wrecks him
1: blatantly and then says after the race that he wrecked him blatantly i mean (laughs) what the hell My thing, here's my thing with Paul, Mr. Menard. So you pick the 18 year old up and comer, the right. kid who's yeah. not, who's not even half your age, probably. <laughs> and that's the guy you decide, oh, I'm going to show, I'm going to be Mr. Tough guy and wipe out the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what in the hell is he doing? I It's, can't we just race? Yeah. Harrison Burton's, I don't know. It's not only, know, only,
0: it's not only that you're, you're wrecking the kid. You came to his series to do it. You're the only cup driver in the field. Mind your damn business.
1: (laughs) I just don't get it, man. Why can't we just have hard racing without wrecking some completely wrecking somebody? Yeah, that was I I get I get Harrison Burton's going to have to he's going to have to learn. you know, he's going to have to go through it a little bit. Yeah, but maybe
0: Harrison Burton should learn from somebody who actually knows what they're doing. (laughs) I'm good. Wow. I didn't (sighs) have to say it that time. (sighs) I mean, That's the thing. Like when when Paul tries to be the elder statesman here, like you have to earn
1: that. That's a problem. That's a problem. He
0: hasn't earned that. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's got a couple of wins. Big freaking deal. He's not he he certainly has not met what his expectations are. And I don't think his expectations are very high.
1: There's a handful of guys who can dole out that kind of you're not he's not Tony Stewart out Mm. there.
0: Brad like, Keselowski does that to somebody. Heck, even Kyle Bush does that to somebody. Kyle Bush. Yeah. I need
1: the Bushes. Yeah. Um yeah, Johnson, Hamlin. Yeah. Those are the those Maybe, are the guys. Harvick. I don't think
0: I don't think Lugano's got it in him yet. I don't I don't think Lugano's at that stage yet. He's still too yeah. much of a kid.
1: Yeah, but he's got that championship ring, man. That's he's, true, but
0: he's still too much of a
1: kid. He is <laughs> I, Well, we, we need to keep him a kid because the older he gets, the older we get. Yeah, you that's know? true.
0: No, Legano um, Lugano feels like to me not I don't know. He just doesn't feel. He doesn't fit in that category of the. Uh, He's just
1: happy. He's too happy all the time.
0: Yeah, he doesn't feel. Yeah, something. Something about You'd him. Have, Nothing against yeah, Joey. I don't, I'm not bad mouthing Joey. I lo- You know, guys. Everybody
1: knows. Him oh yeah, Joey's one like of Joe. our favorites. Yeah. I think I feel like we're the only two. Sometimes I feel like we might be the only two people on Joey Logano Island because <laughs> everybody else, for some reason, just never came. Yeah. Never came over. Yeah. Took me
0: a while um, to get there, but I'm there.
1: Harrison Burton was on his way to another really good finish, by the way. And he's he has three career starts in Xfinity, and that would have been another top five, top 10. And they would have all been top five, top 10s, if not for that whole deal. So
0: one of the things I wanted to point out with this, too, is to just give a little shout out to uh, Jeff Burton. You know, Jeff's in the booth calling this race and, you know, he's irate. You know, he's got to be ticked off. that This just happened. And he was cool. He didn't say anything inappropriate. He just called it like it was. And um, Junior was talking about on his podcast. We shout out Junior's podcast all the time. I love the first 20 minutes of Junior's podcast because every week it's recapping, especially this time of the season, it's recapping what happened in the booth. And he was talking about that Burton was, you know, he was having a tough time dealing with it and didn't know how it could get more difficult and then it got more difficult and so, <laughs> but uh but good on good on jeff for calling it right and uh and and not getting I, I don't think anybody would have faulted jeff for getting upset and really like taking a shot at at menard but he was a professional and kept a kept That's a straight good head him, good yeah.
1: on him you, one of the great things also about harrison burton coming up to the series is that kim burton is back in our lives yes. on the tv screen you know everybody she, i
0: was thinking about that everybody rips on she Samantha so Bush. She's
1: so freaking fired up on On camera, she was the original.
0: Everybody rips on Samantha Bush. Yeah, she was the original Samantha Bush. She was the one that they would get the reaction shot because she always had the good reaction shots. And oh yeah, man, she gets into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Kim's awesome. Like oh man, that that takes me back right there because she was always. I
0: thought the same thing. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was on camera as much as any of the mid-pack drivers, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when Jeff was when Jeff was at his apex. She was always on camera. I
0: remember Kim Burton. They had the camera on Kim Burton more, I think, than Jeff when he won that race at Texas, the inaugural Texas race. I remember a lot of Kim Burton shots that day. She was freaking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember I was watching an ARCA race. I think it was last year and Harrison won. I think it was Toledo. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, and Kim was on. They had her on the ARCA race, and I was already starting to have the uh, flashbacks. I was like, oh, yeah, there's Kim. She's back. Look at her. (laughs) Yeah. So good.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, If anybody thinks that eSports are not a big deal, well, I got something to show you that they're a big deal. Uh, NBC Sports announces they are going to collaborate with NASCAR for the first ever eNASCAR telecasts. They're going to televise, um, It looks like this Thursday is the first one, 5 p.m. on NBCSN during NASCAR America. They are going to broadcast a NASCAR uh, eNASCAR iRacing All Star event, and then they have several more that they're going to do throughout the season. I think five more they said, or four more, um, throughout the season. So iRacing getting on on uh, cable TV that's pretty cool.
1: That is pretty cool. And yeah, I he's- Esports, no joke. Man. I've it's... talked
0: about it before. If you guys have never watched one of these NASCAR Peak Antifreeze series races, just go on YouTube, look up iRacing on YouTube and watch one of the recaps. They're usually about three to five minutes long. And the announcers do a great job. The broadcast is great. It's like watching a NASCAR race on TV, except nobody gets hurt. I mean, unless you, you know, punch your computer monitor or something like that when it's done. Exactly. Um, and, and you know it's I don't know how appropriate it is for the like these pro series that actually give away money. Um, but I know when I used to race in the Arca Sim Racing League, uh, half the field was drinking. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm, these guys are pretty skilled. So I'm guessing they're not down in a couple Miller Lights while they're running the race. But
1: well, here's, the, here's a little uh, behind the curtain secret. Half the time we're doing this podcast, I'm <laughs> no, I'm not
0: I am too, but it's Mountain Dew. So.
1: No, I got to run in the morning, so it's all water right now. All water, I promise. (laughs) We should do that one time though. We need need to have the we need to have the pop a top uh, version (laughs) of the podcast. I don't know. I I don't drink, James, so that could be interesting. (laughs) It could get really good. Yeah, it might. That might be the most listened to podcast we've ever had if we pulled that one off.
0: Maybe we'd sound like Denny Hamlin during that interview after the race, stumbling over his words.
1: Oh, I got something for Denny Hamlin really quick. Yeah, go for it. His tweet about waiting for an, for inspection to pass really irked me.
0: (laughs) He was joking though. I didn't like
1: that. Did you see like it?
0: Harvick's crew chief go after
1: him. Oh, Childers didn't like it either. Yeah. Yeah. He said, what did Childers say? I'm glad your car passed inspection or something. Something like that. Yeah. I I I was like, what is, what are you doing? Denny? Anyway, Denny, uh, Denny
0: probably do himself a lot of favors by staying off Twitter. Yeah. He's pretty, uh, he's one of those keyboard warriors. Kinda, yeah. Man.
1: I tweeted at him today. I tried to get him because uh, ESPN was doing this whole thing about Jordan Brand athletes. Yeah, and had a had a list of all these big name athletes that are Jordan Brand, and Denny Hamlin was on there. I'm like, come on, hmm. Den, Denny Hamlin deserves for some respect. Two Daytona 500s. Come on.
0: Yeah. No response though.
1: Oh no, Danny doesn't oh, Good, I'm still winning. I know. Right. No, I w- I, that wouldn't have passed you anyway. That would have just brought me. Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, if he'd, if he'd have replied, it might have a reply well, both, both, is bigger than a like.
1: Yeah. Both of us could have said that we've been, uh, had social media shout outs from two Daytona five from multiple Daytona five underwinners. Yeah. So yeah. I could have had that going for me. I got
0: John Roberts to reply to me today. I saw that today, yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, you were dogging him a little bit.
0: Oh yeah. So I'll throw this in here real quick. So, so chocolate Myers is talking during the, whatever the heck their afternoon show is on serious driving home from lunch. And it's the only time I listen to Sirius today and chocolate Myers is talking about the weather. And he says, you know, people you hear these people say that it is warmer now than it's ever been before and blah, blah, blah. But so I'm not trying to get into any, any, um, you know, debates here or anything, but you know, and then the weather guy comes on the TV and says it's 97 degrees. It's the hottest it's ever been on this day. And he's like, well, that doesn't mean that it's, or that's the, what the, the high, no, that's what it was. It was the, the, this is the high today and this is the record here. And it's, so it's been hotter than that. And it's like, okay, first of all, climate change doesn't mean saying that it's hotter. doesn't mean that the high today is hotter every day. It means that the overall average temperature is hotter. And of course I'm a little bit more liberal
1: anyway. So of course. Was chocolate Myers getting philosophical yeah. on climate change? Yeah. So Did then I
0: missed that. So then Jr. comes on. And what did what the heck was JRs? Um, he was let me find the retweet back because, um, well, he,
1: oh he, he yeah, kept... he was
0: he was talking about weather and he says he says uh, you know when he was on TV doing TV stuff they used to make a big deal about the they, they were making a big deal about the thunderstorm warnings that they were coming up and it's like you got to get these thunderstorm warnings out there and blah 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 and like and he's he's like well okay so we put this thunderstorm warning out all over the place but we had thunderstorms back in the. 50s too and so i replied back and i said uh yeah but people actually died <laughs> like in storms back then without the warning so there's kind of it's a big deal that there's a warning so anyway jr replied back to me and says thanks sir just having some fun it's like yeah i know just giving you guys some crap i couldn't i couldn't stay quiet i i figured so, jr would give me a reply it's usually pretty good on twitter so
1: that's really good man <laughs> you got in you get out got in on climate change with chocolate and jr yeah yeah wow
0: I didn't listen. I was hoping I was going to try and listen to the show and see if they mentioned it on the air, but I figured they probably didn't. So Um, uh, one more news thing. Speaking of social media, uh, I saw right before we went, I started recording tonight. uh, Bubba Wallace said he was sitting in his car and the king, Richard Petty, snuck up by him and uh, did a surprise signature attack, autographed his arm. Um, with a silver marker, it looks like. And Bubba says forty three hundred retweets, and he'll get it tattooed on his arm. Forty three hundred. That's it. Forty three hundred. And right now, as I speak, it is at 10,176 and counting. Forty three hundred or forty three thousand. Forty three thousand. Okay. I, th- I thought. I thought he said forty
1: three thousand. Don't um, read off the prompter, man. Yeah.
0: Uh, 10,187. It just keeps clicking up. One eighty eight. Yeah. This thing's gonna happen. So, if you haven't retweeted it, the link is in the show notes. Uh click on that, retweet that sucker, and let's get Bubba a tattoo.
1: That's gonna be awkward (laughs) when he gets an offer from another team and he has to
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's Richard Petty's signature, man. You can't I know nobody's gonna have a problem with that.
1: Right. (laughs) No, that's cool though. Bubba's I think Bubba's a tatted up dude anyway, so I don't think it's gonna matter to him.
0: I love Bubba. There's there's nothing Bubba can do to make me not just be a huge fan. I wish he was more competitive, so bad. I know, me that's too. Like
1: my biggest wish, if I had, if like a genie was gonna grant me three NASCAR wishes, Bubba being competitive would make that list. I think. Yeah. Just a just consistently competitive, because I think the sport would be better. That's a good. That's a good discussion right there. That's an off-season topic right there. Yeah. I I Mark that down.
0: Bubba being competitive would probably be a good one for me too. You know what, one of mine would be number eight. That would be my one of mine. Eighth championship for
1: Jimmy. Yeah, that's... that's I want to see it happen. I don't think it's going to happen.
0: I'm doubtful there's going to now, but I want to see it happen.
1: This kind of conversation is where we get off on a tangent. We might want to... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We're actually on (laughs) time right now.
1: That's a really good off-season podcast, though. I think we need to... Yeah. Let's write that in the notes.
0: Write that one down. Yeah, we won't. We'll forget about it. Um, We had all kinds of off-season podcasts playing this year, and we never got to any of them, so... There was actually news during the offseason. There was stuff to talk about.
1: That's how we roll. The yeah. best thing we did was the emergency the emergency uh, testing podcast. Yeah, that was a good one. We so excited about the rules package. Yep, yep. And then we started dogging it, and now we're back. And that hasn't aged as well. No. Now that, now that uh, well, yeah, you're right. We are coming back around on yeah. it. But, I'm back.
0: And... I'm back. I'm here. <laughs> I listened to too much of the negativity. I'm over it. I'm
1: back. You went the other way. Yep. I like that. Um, any other news, James? I don't think so. It was a really quiet week this week. Yeah. Uh, other than the, uh, sadly, other than the Nick Harrison stuff. Yeah. That, uh, that kind of swamped out all the other news coverage, yep. um, for us. So yeah. Yep. Nope, all
0: right. We go to Pocono raceway this weekend for the Gander RV 400. Um, I normally would be kind of not too thrilled that we're going back to Pocono, especially after the snoozer we saw just a few weeks ago got of these pocono races are close together i mean they're gonna be a lot closer together next year oh yeah right <laughs> but um but Pocono's putting some pj1 down in the turns this weekend an attempt to make uh the racing a little bit more competitive in the turns we'll see how it works so far i have not seen a track put pj1 down and be, have it be a disappointment so i think it'll improve things if nothing else yeah maybe some double file running in the tunnel turn that'd be cool
1: that would be cool. I don't. I haven't
0: I don't really, really think, heard where they're putting it down. If they're doing it
1: at all, it goes so dang but, fast in the corners there. I just don't know if it's gonna do much, but we'll see. It'll help for it'll well turn four. What turn four?
0: It'll help. What, uh, yeah. It'll help three. Three will help if they put it down in the outside groove of turn three. That will really help. Yeah. Because remember what, back when Pocono had the uh, had the the patches and the patch had better grip than the inside in turn three that that turn was pretty good with the patches so if they can if they put that up about a groove in turn three that'll be good that'll be good stuff you have some good runs to the line yeah so um we also get the radio style broadcast coming back to nbc mike bagley will join the crew um i don't complain about that i love the radio style broadcast i wish they did it i i guess i don't wish they did it every week because i think there's a lot of good insights from nbc but i i love the radio style so
1: yeah i do too i love when mike bagley comes on because um He's, I think he's the best God. It gives you chills, man. Yeah. He's good, man. He calls, <laughs> he calls races better than, better than most. He's yeah. He's well, next level. Talent. I don't
0: know, man. When you get that crew together, you get him and you get moody. I mean,
1: yeah, they, they're good. Yeah. As, are, are, as a,
0: yeah. A couple a couple of weeks of having to, no offense to the PRN guys, no offense at all, but a couple of weeks of having to listen to PRN over MRN, the MRN crew just has it down, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. They, they just got it. So, um, with that, we get to make some picks for this weekend's race. And I am going to really go on a limb, James, cause I get the first pick. You do. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to, I was on, got the chance to go on the radio in Toledo again this week. And I told him that probably one of the best picks in the upcoming weeks is Mr. Eric Jones. As he's been running well, he's, he's got the uh, best average finish at Pocono though he doesn't have a win. He's only run five races there, but I'm going Eric Jones this weekend. At mm-hmm. All
1: right. I like that. Yeah. He's, he's been building some serious momentum too. He's on it yeah. right
0: now. And here they're going, I mean, they're obviously need points, need to keep the points race going, but they're going for wins. So
1: yeah, I, I, like, he's gonna, I like, I think him. he's going to, He's going to win races before this year's over. Oh They're, yeah, they've looked really, they've looked really strong. And that once he gets that contract signed, everything's going to be hunky dory for the old point. I
0: 20. think if you stuck Paul Menard in one of those uh, JGR cars, he could win.
1: <sighs> I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I'm going to make my pick now. Yeah, go for uh, it. <laughs> I'm going to go a little bit out on a limb. Okay, but not, but not really. I don't think it's going out on a limb that much. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Okay. He's been getting faster. I know he wrecked twice last week. That seems to happen to Kyle, Kyle quite a bit. <laughs> um, but if we look back at the previous Pocono race, he won the first two stages. And I think if the, you know, if he can keep his stuff together, this might be his chance to finally break through uh, the season and get that win. He's he's been lacking for a while here. There you go. You got first dark horse too, sir. Ooh. Um, does Ryan Newman count? Yeah, you can go Ryan Newman. All right, I'm gonna go Ryan Newman. I think he's the solid. Yeah. One of us needs to be picking that dude every week until he finally wins this season. Yeah, so
0: I agree. Yeah. All right, if you're going Ryan Newman, Ryan Newman counts. I'm going William Byron.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Yeah, he's been pretty darn good there too. R- rookies and young drivers seem to fare well at Pocono.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's,
1: I mean, look at your top. Look at your top average finishers for for Pocono right now. It's Jones, Elliott, Byron, Suarez, mm-hmm. and then. Kozlowski and then Blaney yeah. and Blaney got the win there. So
0: yeah, Blaney's a good pick.
1: Yeah, Hemrick. Hemrick has a night, had a 13th place finish there the first time around too. So yeah, yeah
0: it should be an interesting mix this weekend. I um, remember
1: when, uh, when Denny Hamlin, when he was a rookie, he won think both. It was his, yeah, it was his rookie year or the year after he was, yeah, he won no, both. It was,
0: it was his rookie year. He swept both of them.
1: Yeah. So um,
0: a long time ago now, God dang, Kevin Harvick doesn't have a win at Pocono. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. And then we've we've established we established earlier this season that Kyle Busch sucks there, although he's been good recently at Pocono. Yeah, he's got he got Three does. wins there, and he won earlier this year. So
1: yeah, it's really weird seeing him have twenty nine starts at some place and only fourteen top tens. Yeah. That is that is a jarring statistic on Kyle Busch. Yeah, I agree. Well, he was really crappy at Loudon for a long time too, and he finally started winning there. So
0: Martin Truex Jr. has two wins here. Kurt Busch has three wins. Truex is our most
1: recent winner, correct? He won the first one,
0: the spring race. No, I believe it was Kyle. It was Kyle Busch that won the first Oh, yeah,
1: that's round. right. Kyle mm-hmm. Busch won that one. Yeah, I got yeah. that one mixed up. Yep,
0: yep, yep. yep. Um, best active driver there is the, though, is Denny Hamlin, but that is not recent. He has not won there recently, I don't believe.
1: Yeah, four career wins, and two of them came right off the right off the bat. Yep. So,
0: yep. All right. Uh, any other, any shout-outs, James? I didn't have any this week. I, had, I think I had two last week, so
1: I burned one up.
0: I'm going to shout out NASCAR, NASCAR chasm just because I love his Twitter account. I'm I'm coming back around in NASCAR chasm. I got over him for a little while and and I'm back. I, I love him. Um, he was at Kentucky. I didn't get a chance to bump into him. I was hoping to, but he just retweeted a picture of Bubba Wallace or tweeted a picture of Bubba Wallace with his just the shocked look on his face. And in the corner, it says 10,487 retweets.
1: (laughs) So he's always on it. He must be on his phone all the time.
0: I'm telling you, man, he is quick, really quick. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. The the memes are great. He's he's some of his stuff is a little, uh, a little corny, but most of it's pretty good. So.
1: Clint. Clint Boyer said, "Folks, you heard the dummy. Let's put him on the spot. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking we can reach forty three thousand by daylight. Nice.
0: Oh yeah, there's there. I mean, this has been up for not very much time, and he's at ten thousand already, almost eleven thousand. It's it's happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sheesh.
0: Uh, fantasy update this week. I'll talk about it because I finished third. That's better than nothing. You did, yeah,
1: you, you had a good week this week. I um I did not. You did
0: not. Um, of yeah. course, you were only what." 16 points behind me. Well,
1: that's because I got all the bonus points this week and <laughs> my team was crap. It was one of the weirdest experiences I've had yet.
0: I got the bonus point for Kyle in the first stage and that was it. Um, I just, I, what I've been doing a lot lately is I've only got a couple starts left for Kyle, so I leave him. I don't start him, but I pick him for every other every of the bonuses
1: so yeah it's by well, that's a good strategy because yeah. usually ends up and usually ends up taking them
0: that's what i usually a lot of times do if i'm leaving somebody out that's pretty blatant i'll just pick them for all the bonuses and figure i got it one way or the other yeah. um ranger runyon gets the win this weekend 196 points hurricane ditka second uh, i was third justin 713 fourth james back there in fifth uh, freight train sixth place Scoters in
1: seventh there's not much room between all of us anymore on this thing. No, it's
0: it's closing up for sure. Uh I am just a few points behind Hurricane Ditka for fourth. Um Justin 713 or yeah, seven one three leading with three hundred or three thousand five hundred and eleven points. Uh Ranger Runyon right behind him, thirty four fifty five, freight train thirty three forty three, thirty three twenty seven for Ditka, thirty two twenty one for me. James is at thirty two oh seven. Yeah, this thing is tightening up three thousand for scoters.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, we're um, and, and each week. I just feel like nobody's breaking away anymore. It mm-hmm. seems to be Cause everybody's kind of got
0: there. Everybody's trying. They're on rations now.
1: Yeah, we're trying to figure <laughs> it all out, trying to get to the playoffs. before yep. we can get the reset button. So I think that's where it's going to get a little crazy oh, and yeah. come playoff time. So if we can keep it close, we're not that far out, Eric. We've, no, we've been in. A, we've been in worse situations this season. A couple good weeks. We're, I can do it. Digging out of that hole, man. We're digging out of that hole. Yep.
0: Uh, and I and feel like options. you and I are like.
1: You know what you and I are doing? We're What's at up? Talladega right now, and we're riding in the back. Yeah. Will everybody else crash. <laughs> yeah. We're go to the front.
0: Yeah, but I'm not in the back for an intentional strategy. <laughs> I'm back there wow. because of a bad pit stop and a spin. Well, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: already, I already stuck the car in the fence, so yeah. I'm just kind of limping. Yeah, I've I'm definitely. Like the, I'm, I'm the pusher. <laughs> yeah, my the one.
0: body panels are definitely taped up on mine as well. There's a lot of bare bond.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not good.
0: Oh, uh, let's see. What is this? Hold on a second. Let me before we, before we wrap this thing up, there's an interesting Reddit post that just popped up on Twitter. Let me take a look. Oh, it's a Forbes article. Oh. Oh. Ah. Forty three year old Kevin Harvick could be one of only he'd be the eighth driver to win a championship
1: at forty or older if he won yeah. this season. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, gosh, on to the top of my head, I'm trying to think of who's won championships that late. Tony Stewart. Bobby, was...
0: Bobby Allison was 46. Lee Petty was 45. Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt Sr. were both older than 40 when they won their finals. Uh, Bobby Stewart. Le- no. Was Stewart 40?
1: Um, Let's see. Stewart's last championship in 2011?
0: I don't think so. Where is the did they not list? All of them? Come on, Dave Caldwell. Where's the rest of them? Dave Caldwell. Yeah. (laughs) So Bobby Allison, Lee Petty, Tony Stewart. Yep, Tony Stewart won his third title
1: at age 40. Yep. Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt Sr. And as our friends at the Positive Regression Podcast would tell us, that 39 to 40 season is a driver's peak. So that makes sense.
0: Yep. Uh... Harvick was 38 when he won his title in 2014.
1: You, have you seen... So Kevin Harvick's racing reference is really fun. Is it? The, yeah. Um, have you... I was looking at it today, and he he has so many seasons of 20-plus top 10s in a row. Starting in 2013, every season has been 20 or more top 10s, and some of them have been pretty dang close to 30.
0: Hmm.
1: Damn, like, since he's joined... 19. Yeah, since he's joined Stuart Haas, man, that car has just been... Even that really bad year, quote-unquote, that bad year he had in 2017 when they switched to Ford, still 23 top 10s. <laughs> I mean, that, that just rewrote his Hall of Fame plaque when he went to Stuart Haas.
0: His last time that he only won one race was 2012. Yeah. He went winless in 09 and 08. And O four, otherwise but he's, he's want
1: to race at least one race every year. I feel like he's like an all time. He's like almost a forgotten all time great. Yeah, How many, I, I agree. Finished third you. in the point standings are higher. It's just, I mean, God dang, he's so, he's just been so consistently good. Yeah, definitely. But I just found that interesting. He's got a fun. I he's got a fun. There's dr- drivers who have fun little quirks on their <laughs> racing reference pages, and he's one of them. He's just got a. He's got some good stuff on there. I agree.
0: <clears throat> all right, I think that wraps it up, right, James. That's it. All right. Let's let's uh, let's go through the closing thing here. I guess I almost skipped it all. Uh, where can they find you on social media if they want to find <laughs> me? <laughs> right? At
1: James Cush on Twitter.
0: You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook.com slash The Superspeedway. Our website is TheSuperSpeedway.com. You can find the podcast on there. Show notes, all the articles we talked about today, you can click on those and read those. Um, there's articles from some of the past races that I've been at and covered. Uh, photos, etc., whatever we throw up there is up there. Again, the superspeedway.com. Don't forget the the, or you'll end up somewhere else. I don't know where you end up, but not at our site. <laughs> uh, find the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, wherever you found us today. We hope that you subscribe and continue to listen. Uh, if you want to help out, become a part of the show, help us get to the track, all that stuff, become a patron at patreon.com slash the superspeedway. It is Pocono Raceway this weekend. We head out there. We will be back next week to talk about that, the Gander RV400. And we will preview the weekend at Watkins Glen International. Until then, everybody, let's go racing.